Mike, you're here in my studio in Memphis. You wrote, I like that you wrote Tennessee in the document. It, it's been way too long. I'm here in Memphis. High five. We've been apart since 2019. Yep. September to, 2019. Due to things. Mm-hmm. But you've paddled your way across the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> That's how I go, yeah. Down to the Gulf of Mexico and up the Mississippi River just to see me. I made sure I wanted to miss the Pacific because I don't want to find myself in the spaceship graveyard. That's true. So I came over the Atlantic. You got to look out for de- mm-hmm. falling debris. Yep. That's how I made it. On boat. It's good. Well, you're here, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk about a story from my hometown on this week's episode. Are we going to go down to Graceland, see Elvis? Are we going to, I don't know, go talk about that weird metal pyramid again? <laughs> Do you want to see it while you're here? It's still there. I mean, I, I'll see it every time. I think I've seen it four <laughs> times, but I'll keep going to see it. <laughs> uh, now I want to talk about something a little less well-known and way more explosive. Oh, dear. Today we'll be exploring the Memphis tanker truck disaster. <laughs> we were talking about for the episode about that that's really hard to say it is memphis tanker truck and then i realized it's like the ninja turtles thing memphis tanker truck, truck disaster. disaster there you go uh, we shouldn't be saying about this because it's tragic yes it took place back on december 23rd 1988 when a tractor trailer carrying liquefied propane crashed and exploded killing nine people and injuring 10 more that is wild i feel like I would have noticed this. Have I seen this area where this... We've been through there. Okay. Uh, but as we get to it, it's not really marked in any way. Okay. And the the whole topography has changed that area. But I'll point out, we're going to drive by it on Thursday. I'll point okay. it out. The accident occurred at the interchange between Interstate 40 and the western end of I-240, which travels around the center of the city. This whole interchange has its own unique history all into itself. But as a side effect of a 1971 lawsuit that ended up in the Supreme Court after citizens of Memphis filed to stop the expansion of I-40 through Overton Park, we end up with this weird thing where like 40 stops and 240 goes around. It's kind of unusual. Uh, That's actually a really fascinating story. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for people who want to check that out. Is that where there's like the overpass that stops? Yes, downtown. Okay. That's part of the the pyramid, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. It's near the pyramid. You know your Bass Pro uh, landscape. I know quite a lot of the layout of Memphis, more than (laughs) than someone with this accent should know. Uh, Because of this whole lawsuit that we're talking about, uh, the plans at this interchange changed, leaving behind single-lane exit ramps with rather sharp turns in them. The ramp where the accident occurred was a flyover ramp with an advisory speed limit of 25 miles per hour. Now, you know that's bad, right? Like 25 miles per hour is just like that's really slow, especially just coming off of an of a interstate. Like, right. th- that's not good. Uh, this entire interchange was long considered one of the most dangerous in Tennessee, averaging more crashes than any other similar interchange across the state. That's pretty, pretty bad mm-hmm. stuff. To address this... Now, the Tennessee Department of Transportation, or TDOT. 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 You could make a to-do app called TDOT. Yes. Yeah. Maybe instead of check marks, it gets like orange safety cones. Because yes. it's themed after to-dot. transportation. Mm-hmm. You've taken that in a way I wasn't expecting, but I appreciate it. Yeah. In 1988, they began a $100 million project to improve this area, try to straighten out some of these mangled ramps. Uh, But as we'll see, the work didn't start soon enough to avoid a major tragedy. So the tragedy and truck in question that we're talking about today was pulling uh, a 10,450-gallon steel tanker loaded with 9,500 or 9,511 U.S. gallons of pressurized liquefied propane. 
Which, as we turn out, uh, some bad stuff. That's a lot. <laughs> At 10.15 a.m. on December 23rd, 1988, it skid off the ramp carrying traffic on I-40, headed east towards the interchange. It rolled over after leaving the pavement and crashed into a retaining wall at the base of an overpass. The crash resulted in a small hole being punctured in the front end of the tank, and the leaking propane quickly enveloped both sides of the interstate in a vapor cloud. In mere seconds, it ignited in a massive fireball 700 feet wide and some 800 feet tall. It set passing vehicles and nearby buildings on fire basically instantly. The driver of the truck, along with four other motorists, were killed instantly, as you would imagine from something so horrific and explosive. Uh, The driver was later identified as a 29-year-old Randall Benson from West Memphis, Arkansas. So there's a Memphis in Arkansas. West Memphis. Is in Arkansas. It is. I feel like we've hit this before. Separate city. That's strange. That is weird, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So it's different states. Mm -hmm. Same city name. Yeah. Well, they borrowed part of our city name. Northeast and South Memphis. But there is a West Memphis and Memphis, right? Like, uh, kind of. So we have like North Memphis and South Memphis are neighborhoods. I live in East Memphis, but West Memphis is its own legitimate separate city in a separate state. So does Memphis... But right across the river. Memphis doesn't have a western part? Not really. Because it would be too confusing, Yeah, right? downtown is as west as you go. Because you would be West Memphis, Memphis, and then you could have West Memphis, West Memphis. Yeah, the western part of West Memphis west? and Arkansas, which is west of Memphis. That, no, that would be west-west Memphis. West-west Memphis. So is there a northwest Memphis? Probably. What about northwest-west Memphis? I don't have to hang out over there very much. <laughs> well, it's too confusing, that's why. Anyway, uh, so uh, Randall Benson was the driver of the truck, and his truck had passed a safety inspection less than 24 hours before the crash, and he would have been very familiar with the route. While the foggy, while the morning had been pretty foggy, it was overcast. By the time of the accident, the skies had cleared and the temperature had warmed to around 56 degrees Fahrenheit. The exact cause of the accident is unknown, but the damage caused by this this truck rolling over and skidding uh, obviously was evident. You had this huge yeah. explosion. The tank took off like a rocket, skittering down the highway, eventually bouncing off the pavement and kind of up off the highway striking the top of a tree and ultimately crashing into a duplex about 375 feet away from the crash. That's a house, right? A duplex? Yeah, it's like a house with like two apartments side by side in them. An occupant of the building was killed when the tank struck the building, which then burst into flames, burning down several adjoining buildings. Other debris, including the cab of the truck and axles from the trailer, were hurled into homes. So it's like just a massive explosion. Yeah, right? it wasn't shrap- just shrapnel everywhere. Yeah, it, it wasn't that there was just fire. It was like a very violent explosion. As if this weren't tragic enough, the traffic jam that ultimately uh, came out of this, yeah. <laughs> right? Because interstate shut down on both sides, yeah. uh, led to another death when the truck driver didn't stop in time, crashing into a stopped vehicle. Uh, so today, like Stephen said, there is no real lasting sign of this incident. In 2006, TDOT, uh, the Tennessee <laughs> Department of Transportation, completed work in the area, totally removing the ramp where the truck crashed. It's a good idea. In all, 10 people were killed, including a child in a nearby home, uh, with many more injured. Uh, six houses, one commercial building, 13 vehicles were all burned, with another house and five more cars damaged by falling debris. Is this like a local story? Like, do you know about this one? You know, I didn't really know about it. It's not like it's something that's talked about. 
but I texted my parents about it, and they were both like, "Yeah, like I'm it sure was." If you it, remember it, yeah, if you were around, yeah. it was a huge deal. I mean, I was only two when this happened, mm-hmm. but it's kind of I think faded over time to okay. other things in our in our shared history here. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'd like to send uh, uh, a big thanks to Mark for seeing this topic. Is this your again. brother, it is. He hey, found Mark. it. Hey, Mark, thank you for seeing this in. If you want to read more about the Memphis Taker truck disaster, take a go. Memphis, <laughs> they take the trucks here. They just take them from you. It's a real disaster when they take the trucks away. Memphis Tanker truck disaster. Head over to the website relay.fm/ungenius/146. Lots of good stuff over there. If you want to send your own uh, Wikipedia article in for consideration, you can do it on Twitter. The show is at ungenius. You can find Mike on Twitter as i m y k e. And you can follow me on Twitter as ISMH. Till next time we carpool to work, Mike. Say goodbye. See you later. Bye, y'all.